0: Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Thursday, March 2nd, and we start with local news. A proposed bill which would designate the Duck River as a Class II scenic river is now being debated at the Capitol. The Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation classifies scenic rivers in the state... A Class 2 rating is defined as rivers or sections of rivers that are free-flowing, unpolluted, and with shorelines and scenic vistas partially or predominantly used for agriculture and other recreational activities, which do not interfere with public use and enjoyment of the river and shores. The Murray County Commission met last Tuesday, February 21st, to unanimous, unanimously approve a resolution which would further protect the Duck River, the sole source of drinking water for much of Murray County, the bill is now being considered in the Tennessee General Assembly, where it was heard by the House Agriculture and Natural Resources Subcommittee this past Tuesday, where it was approved unanimously and sent to the full committee. It will be heard in the Senate on March 8th. Sponsored by State Representative Scott Sapicky and Senator Joey Hensley, the bill would protect the Duck River from Industrial Park Road Bridge to the Murray County line beyond Natchez Trace River Bridge. Currently, the Duck River is protected from the Marshall County line to Iron Bridge Road. The bill would require permitting of certain water resource projects in Class II scenic river areas, subject to rules promulgated by the TDEC commissioner. The Duck River is something very special to this community, said District 8 County Commissioner Gabe Howard. It's something not every community gets to have. We'll continue to protect that in any way we can, he said. He said. Last October, the county commission adopted the Jackson Law, which would force future landfill operations to give notice of their intention to develop. The vote followed an application from Trinity Business Group, who requested to build a recycling facility on the former Monsanto Chemical Company property, bringing much concern among the community. Representative Sipiki encouraged commissioners to show up to the Capitol in support of the bill. The lobbyists are up there working against your resolution, Sipiki said. If you want this bill to pass, we expect to see 22 commissioners up there when this bill goes to committee because this is your bill, he said. We need to show up to say this is important to Murray County, he said. Murray County will be receiving $290,000 as part of an opioid-related lawsuit Tennessee's Opioid Abatement Council announced last week it was making the first payments from opioid lawsuit settlements to counties, totaling more than $31.4 million. The state began processing the direct payments from the Opioid Abatement Trust Fund to county governments last week. In accordance with terms of the distributor and Janssen J&J settlement agreements negotiated by the Tennessee Attorney General, 35% of proceeds went directly to county governments so that local leaders could direct spending on programs to address the effects of opioids on their citizens and communities. County leaders are able to select activities from a list approved by the Tennessee Opioid Abatement Council at its meeting in September of 2022. Approved uses include a continuum of opioid use disorder treatment programs, medication-assisted treatment, recovery supports, and prevention measures. There isn't a county in Tennessee that hasn't been touched by the opioid crisis. The funding going to these counties will have an immediate and much-needed impact. We are excited to get this funding out to all 95 counties of our great state, and we can't wait to see how local leaders put it to good use, said Dr. Stephen Lloyd, Opioid Abatement Council Chairman. The remaining 65% of settlement dollars will be distributed through a competitive grant application process to be established by the Opioid Abatement Council. The processes for applying for funding and scoring applications are on the agenda for the Council's next meeting at the end of the month. The first payments to come from the Opioid Abatement Trust Fund mark a milestone in the state's work to address the effects of the opioid crisis payments from these settlements, while not as large as this initial payment, will continue annually for 18 years. While no amount of money will be enough to completely heal broken communities, funds distributed through the Opioid Abatement Trust Fund will provide further resources toward recovery and assist in bringing this epidemic to a halt. The Tennessee Attorney General's office will not let up on holding opioid manufacturers and distributors accountable, said Tennessee Attorney General Jonathan Scrametti. Our hope for these dollars and all the funding that will flow from the Opioid Abatement Trust Fund for years to come is that Tennessee communities begin to repair the damage that has happened and is still happening due to opioid addiction and that people are able to find new lives in recovery and achieve their full potential, said Marie Williams, Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services Commissioner. We are so grateful to Attorney General Jonathan Scrimetti, former attorney general Herbert Slattery and the tireless team at the Office of the Attorney General because we know their efforts on this essential issue will help define how our state recovers from the opioid crisis she said Tennessee's Opioid Abatement Council was created by the Tennessee General Assembly in public charter I'm sorry public chapter 491 to manage the disbursement of proceeds from lawsuits related to opioids The Council upholds the responsibility to ensure the disbursements of these funds go forward, funding programs, strategies, expenditures, and other actions designed to prevent and address the misuse and abuse of opioid products and treat or mitigate opioid use or related disorders or other effects of the opioid epidemic. Concierge Ride Tennessee, a new transportation service in Spring Hill, opened yesterday in collaboration with Worldwide Stages. WKOM WKRM's Del Kennedy paid a visit to the grand opening to learn more about the new service.
1: This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today I am in Spring Hill, Tennessee at the Worldwide Stages Center where Concierge Ride Tennessee is having a grand opening and ribbon cutting. They are also announcing a partnership with Worldwide Stages to provide transportation for the celebrities and clients that have events here at Worldwide Stages. Art, uh, tell me what's going on here today.
2: So we've actually been in business since 2016, uh, but now we have the foundation. We have the infrastructure to handle the additional business. Uh, we, We are quite Um, reasonable when it comes to our fares. When you compare us to other black car services, uh, we're actually mm, probably a little lower than them because we know people want the comfort, the convenience, and most importantly the reliability of transportation and that's what we provide. Um, Our collaboration with Worldwide Stages that will expand us into the luxury market. Um, Hourly transportation, point-to-point transportation. We are even offering some executive protection with Corbin Protection Group. So uh, this is our announcement, this is our expansion, and uh, we're quite happy. We've been extremely blessed all these years.
1: Wow, wow, and these cars... uh are clean and ready to go. Uh, it's an amazing thing. Now, who would use uh, Concierge Ride Tennessee? Tell me who your customers are.
2: Typical user is a business traveler who does not want to be standing outside their garage at 4 a.m. hoping to get a ride share. And that's what we lock up is the reliability. 3 a.m. we know we'll be there. Uh, our other other um group or shall we say other part of our market is the casual traveler. The person who has a family of four plus luggage can't fit into a Ford Focus. They need a large SUV. And we have the Yukon XL, we have the Suburban, we have a Tahoe. So we're able to handle the family of four plus the luggage. Um, Person going to sporting events, the Predators, Titans, um, birthday celebrations. Once again, You go into the Carrie Underwood concert, you don't want to be standing outside on Fifth Avenue hoping to catch a a taxi or pick up an Uber or a Lyft, and that's where we come in.
1: Wow, that's amazing, folks. I'm also noticing that Art and all the other drivers who are assembled here today are dressed in suits and ties. Uh, This is a first-class outfit. Now, Art, for more information, if somebody needs a ride, wants to know more about your rates, services, where do they go?
2: Easiest way to look is uh, hashtag CRTNRides or go online at CRTNRides.com, and you can get all the information there. Um, That is our website that allows you to reserve bookings, that allows you to get quotes for bookings, uh, and it gives you all the services that we offer. Wow.
1: Congratulations. Again, this is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm at the grand opening and ribbon cutting for Concierge Ride, Tennessee, here in Spring Hill, Tennessee. I'm speaking with Art Davis, uh, president of Concierge Ride, Tennessee. Art, congratulations.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your time.
1: Here with Art today is Amanda Starr with Worldwide Stages. Amanda, what are you and your organization, uh, Concierge Rides Tennessee, what are you doing together?
3: Yeah, actually we are super excited to be partnered with Concierge Rides of Tennessee. Here at Worldwide Stages, um, we really felt the need to be able to offer our clientele what we consider to be a great resource, and uh, Art Davis, the owner of Concierge Rides, was the perfect partner for us. Um, he is very respected and well-known within the community and has been able to do um, a lot for the community as well, and we just knew that this was going to be the perfect partnership for us and for our clients he offers that type of business that we're looking for to partner with our
1: clients now your clients here at worldwide stages i mean what type of client would you have here who would want to use and utilize this luxury ride service concierge ride tennessee
3: yeah, um, so the clients that we have here, we at Worldwide, we are 320,000 square foot production campus. So we have everything from music, TV, film, to corporate events, corporate clients. So it can be anyone from an A-lister that might come in um, to anybody that's on the production team that may need to utilize it, as well as any of big time corporate people that might fly in from out of state that need to come down here for an event.
1: So Again, this is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm at the grand opening and ribbon cutting for concierge Rod, Tennessee, here in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Congratulations. Amanda, thank you.
3: Thank you.
0: Murray Regional Health has found a new way to make the most out of its food not consumed by patients and staff on a daily basis. Starting in January, the organization has used a partnership with the People's Table to feed those less fortunate in the community. The idea was born out of an initiative through Morrison Healthcare, a Compass One healthcare company that partners with Murray Regional Health to provide food and nutrition services. The People's Table is a local soup kitchen organized by a collective of local churches and held each Tuesday and Friday at Columbia First United Methodist Church. The organization makes weekly visits to Murray Regional Medical Center to collect meals that would otherwise go to waste. The process has worked really well so far, said Jerry Coulter, Director of Food and Nutrition at Murray Regional Health. We're we're thrilled that we can help our community members who are less fortunate. Our employees really have taken this initiative on in full force, he said. The Murray Regional Medical Center Food and Nutrition Team packages food for families of four, as well as individual plates in tin containers that are picked up by the people's table. The tin containers allow the food to be placed right into the oven, and the meals are labeled by what's included and who prepared it. The People's Table takes any excess meals to Harvest Share, a food pantry in Columbia. We've increased from providing probably 135 meals to about 165 meals weekly with the help of Murray Regional, said David Barnett, director of the People's Table. It's really awesome because it helps our meals go further and helps more people in our community, he said. Not only does Murray Regional Health get the satisfaction of helping the community, but it's also turned into a learning tool for the food and nutrition team. Employees can track what foods they are donating most often, teaching them where they can cut back and what they can use more of in the future. It really is a win-win situation for us, and we're so happy to be able to help our community, said Kevin Kimmel, Assistant Director of Food and Nutrition at Murray Regional Health. We use it as a learning tool to discover what foods are left over most often while at the same time helping a local organization that is doing a lot of good for our community, he said. In addition to handling meals for patients and operating the cafeteria on the ground floor of the main hospital building and the Java Junction coffee shop on the first floor, Murray Regional Medical Center food and nutrition team also oversees the Murray Regional Food Pantry. Since it was established in 2012, it has served more than 4,600 families now helping 60 to 70 families per month. The cafeteria is open daily from 6.30 to 9.30 a.m. for breakfast, 11 to 1.30 for lunch, Monday through Friday, and 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. for lunch Saturday and Sunday. The Java Junction is open from 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. Monday through Friday and 9 a.m. to 2 a.m. Saturday and Sunday. Menus, catering options, and more information on the dining options at Murray Regional Medical Center, Marshall Medical Center, and Wayne Medical Center can be found at www.murrayregional.com forward slash onsite dash dining. Car culture in Middle Tennessee is getting a mighty boost as an expansive brand new classic automotive dealership will be opening in Columbia in the near future. Johnson's horse powered garage has announced that ground, that, that groundbreaking has begun on a vast 22,000 square foot facility. And while the permanent location is taking shape, the dealership will be opening on a smaller scale in a freshly renovated building also in Columbia. I've been a collector of classic and sports cars for a long time, said Jason Johnson, the visionary and owner behind the Johnson's Horsepower Garage brand. It's something that has always interested me, and it's something I enjoy sharing with others. Car culture in this part of the country is flourishing, and it's something that brings all types of people together. We see the JHG dealership as another positive addition to the community, and we're looking forward to opening the doors to the public with an assortment of really unique vehicles available for purchase, he said. Johnson has a long history in the automotive industry that began in auto salvage, auctions, and high-quality rebuilds, and over the years, his eye for the best has become increasingly sharp. The brick-and-mortar dealership showroom will offer ever-evolving inventory that speaks to the demand of the market, and Johnson and his team will actively seek the best offerings across the country to populate the JHG dealership with thoughtfully selected vehicles. The facility is set up to offer distinct and ready-to-cruise vehicles including classic cars, modern muscle cars, and sports cars and trucks. The community can also expect an up-close look at vehicles from the dealership as they are on display at local car shows and meetups in Middle Tennessee. Once the initial location is open to the public, jhgarage.com will allow those outside of the area to peruse the current inventory and arrange purchase. This dealership has been a dream for a long time, and to finally be breaking ground and moving forward on it is very exciting, said Johnson. To be able to build something like this in Columbia and contribute to the growth of this town, "'Makes it even better,' he said. Johnson's Horsepowered garage expects to open the doors of the initial location in mid-spring of 2023, with the permanent location slated for a 2025 opening. Ascend Federal Credit Union, the largest credit union in Middle Tennessee, announced last week that it has donated $50,000 to The Nature Conservancy, TNC, in Tennessee. The GIFT will support TNC projects to improve the water quality and connectivity of the Duck and Elk rivers in Middle Tennessee. From the day Ascend was founded 72 years ago, we have always believed it is our duty to support organizations that are making our great state a better place to live and raise a family, said Ascend President and CEO Karen Gabriel. The streams and rivers in Middle Tennessee are not only a beautiful part of our landscape, but they are also among the most biodiverse in the world. We are pleased and honored to support the Nature Conservancy's work to preserve and restore the Duck and Elk Rivers for the enjoyment of current and future generations. We are truly grateful for Ascend's support to help us further our mission to protect the lands and waters of Middle Tennessee said Britt Moses, Interim State Director and Director of Philanthropy for the Nature Conservancy in Tennessee. Contributions from organizations like Ascend are the foundation upon which the Nature Conservancy can continue to deliver sustainable, nature-based solutions to improve our environment, protect our state's rich biodiversity, and provide clean water for Middle Tennesseans, she said. ASCEND and its members have contributed nearly $1.2 million since 2011 to fund TNC initiatives. The two organizations are bound by a similar history and values. Both were founded in 1951, are non enterprises with a volunteer board of directors, and both are focused on improving the lives of the people they serve. ASCEND's Gabriel also has been a member of TNC's Tennessee Board of Trustees since 2014. The rivers and streams of Tennessee and other southeastern states support two-thirds of our country's fish species, more than 90 percent of its mussel species, and nearly one-half of our planet's crayfish species. These waterways are threatened by pollution and the many dams and road crossings that disrupt water quality and the natural flow and connectivity of vital wildlife corridors in the region. Ascend's Gift will help TNC secure significant additional federal matching funds for the following projects. In terms of Duck River, TNC is partnering with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, and Tennessee Tech University to conduct extensive studies to help define the water flow requirements for numerous federally endangered species, including freshwater mussels that are found nowhere else on Earth. The studies will help leaders make better decisions about the amount and locations of drinking water withdrawals from the river. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have considerable cloudiness today with occasional rain showers. The high will be 66 degrees with winds out of the east-southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. The chance of rain, 50%. Tonight, we can expect rain early followed by scattered thunderstorms overnight. The low will be 59 degrees with winds out of the southeast increasing through the overnight hours up to 15 to 25 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain, 70%. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today.
3: Three, two, one.
0: As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great
1: deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness, and taking the time to see that things are done right.
3: We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern.
0: Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time.
1: But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first.
4: For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009.
1: Hello, friends. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Thank you seems appropriate for this time of year. At Tennessee Children's Home, we have even more to be thankful for this year. We have a new campus and have moved in. We've been overwhelmed by the support you've given us to the move to the new campus. Please continue to support us as we try to pay off this debt. Please go to our website, TennesseeChildrenshome.org, for more information. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Adult education in Tennessee, it's more than just a diploma. It's a path to a better life. It's a way to help you communicate more effectively. From high school equivalency classes and testing to English as a second language and college prep courses, there's no shortage of opportunities to enhance the lives of you and your family.
0: Adult education in Tennessee, it's more than just a diploma. Go to tnworkready.com to unlock your maximum potential.
1: Brought to you by Tennessee Adult Education, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station
0: welcome back to southern middle tennessee today on wkom 101.7 and wkrm 103.7 your hometown source for news and information I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Due to legislation ending the Medicaid continuous enrollment requirement related to the COVID nineteen pandemic on April first, those receiving 10 care or cover kids benefits will be required to re-verify their eligibility status for the first time in three years. Tencare is the state of Tennessee's Medicaid program and provides health insurance to more than one point seven million Tennesseans, according to the to the Tennessee Division of Ten Care. It's imperative that all members update their contact information and respond to all 10Care communication to avoid a gap in health insurance. Every 10Care member's eligibility will be reviewed over a 12 month period, and where approved by state or federal rules, available data sources, IRS Income Data and Supplementation Nutrition Assistance Program or SNAP information will be used to automatically renew members. If a member can't be automatically renewed, they will receive a pre populated renewal packet by mail or a notification by email, depending on the selected preference. Members will be selected for review for when their renewal dates naturally fell. For example, if they were due to renew in June of 2020, their renewal date will be in June of 2023. Members will be able to complete the renewal packet through a variety of ways, including online, by phone, mail, or fax, or at any county Department of Human Services office. For members no longer eligible for 10 care or cover kids benefits, their information will be sent to the Federal Healthcare Marketplace as required by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services where alternative health insurance options are available. CMS is opening an Affordable Care Act special enrollment period from March thirty first to july thirty first of twenty twenty four for those losing health care coverage after the end of Medicaid's continuous enrollment provision. Those eligible will have sixty days after their submit after they submit their application to select a healthcare.gov marketplace plan. Coverage starts the first day of the month after they select a plan. 10 Connect, the online portal where members can update their information and renew their coverage, and the new mobile app have been updated and improved to help make renewal easier. Members should log in to 10CareConnect.tn.gov or call 855-259-0701 to start the process. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today and now our final story. March is a big month for concerts in Nashville. On March 15th, you can find Lainey Wilson playing, the reigning CMA female vocalist of the year and new artist of the year who broke out with the 2020 chart topper Things a Man ought to Know, plays a club gig in Music City on the tail end of her Country with a Flare tour. 1 dollar from each ticket donated will go to nonprofit We're Moving the Needle. You can buy tickets at brooklynbowl.com. On March 18th, Buddy Guy will perform at Ryman Auditorium. Is the blues great really quitting the road? Look no further than the name of the track, the Damn Right Farewell Tour. Time will tell if this is the last time Buddy Guy, who's 86, holds court at the Ryman. Either way, it's an opportunity not to be missed. Learn more and get tickets at www.ryman.com.